Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. What is up, Waffle Gang? I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some malicious compliance. We haven't been here in a while, so I thought, why the hell not, right? <laughs> if you are new here, please consider hitting that like, that subscribe, maybe that notification bell too, as it all really helps out our channel. And let's jump straight into today's stories. Much love, guys. Now, our first story comes from Unlimited Patience. You don't want a woman working on your car. That's fine, but you're going to be waiting a long time. Many years ago, I worked at a car dealership. The attached service garage was small and I was the only licensed mechanic. I would occasionally have issues with male customers. They would second guess my diagnosis, watch me while I worked on their cars from the bay door, double check my work in the parking lot, etc. I didn't deal with customers directly and would often get my apprentice to pull cars in and out of the shop for me. This morning in particular, we were busy. The lot jockey and apprentice were occupied helping wash cars for delivery and drive into a customer's house. The service advisor left a work order and keys at the parts counter and I went out the front through service to get the car. It was in for a service campaign, which was an update done with a scan tool. It takes about 10 minutes. The customer was planning on waiting and was sitting in service. When he saw me with his keys in my hand, he immediately stood up, alarmed. I was hustling so I walked right by him and out the door. I missed the following conversation. According to the service advisor, also female. The customer said, Who is that chick? Is she going to be working on my car? I don't want her working on my car. The advisor says, The other tech is out at the moment, so it's going to be quite a wait until someone else can look at your car. The customer said, that's fine, I'll wait for a guy. I don't want that chick touching my car. Advisor politely said, understood. The advisor comes to let me know and I pull the car out and put the work order and keys back on the counter, nonplussed. Half an hour passes, the apprentice is still away and I'm happily working on something else, bringing other cars in and out. The customer is now watching each and every person who comes through the door. The high school co-op student comes in to get something signed. The customer's keys are still sitting on the desk. It's been about an hour now. The customer says, Hey, why hasn't my car gone in yet? Can't you let this guy do it? Advisor says, No, sorry. He's just a co-op student, so he is not allowed to drive cars due to liability and insurance concerns. 
just get someone else to bring the car in and he can do the work. This was supposed to take 10 minutes. Advisor says, sorry, sir. He's just a high school student doing his co-op. He's not approved to perform warranty work. Only licensed techs and apprentices can do the recall. The car jockey returns. The advisor hands the car jockey a different set of keys and he brings yet another car into the shop for me. The customer is becoming incensed. The customer says, I've been sitting here for over an hour and I've watched five cars go in before mine. My appointment was for 8 a.m. This is getting ridiculous. Blah, blah, blah. At this point, he says he literally doesn't care who does the recall, but that it has to be a guy. The service advisor starts listing off the names of men who work in the dealership, then saying why they can't perform the recall. Well, there's Harmon, but he's just a car jockey. He doesn't know how to work on cars. Then there's Yeet, but he's about 17. I wouldn't want him doing the recall personally. I guess we could ask Mike, but Mike is the parts guy. He doesn't know how to use the scan tool. The detailers are men, but they know nothing about cars. The customer is fuming at this point and demands to talk to the service manager. The manager comes out of his office and guides the customer into the garage. He's pretty old school, lights up a cigarette standing at the end of my bay and points at me. That's my best technician. Those guys are taking orders from her. You can either wait for her to finish what she's working on and then you can ask if she's still willing to do your work or you can take your car somewhere else. The guy was pretty shook up at this point and he took his car and left two hours after he'd first arrived. I don't think we ever saw him again, which was not much of a loss, all things considered. That manager in particular always stuck up for me and took my side. The service advisor has this very deadpan sense of humor. She knew full well it would easily be an hour before the apprentice would return from his errand and that no one else could do the recall. This was not the first sexist we had encountered. Thanks for reading. Edit, hi again. Wow, thank you for the comments and support and shared experiences and for the updoots and awards. That manager was called out of retirement to run the department more efficiently and hire new people. He was a 60-something Indian man, super soft-spoken most of the time. We did have trouble finding good techs around that time. I was there for four and a half years. Also, this was in 2012 or so, so things have changed a bit since then, I think. He did regularly smoke in the shop, as did the sales guy and detailers mainly in the winter. Thanks again. I have got a, I remember a similar situation when I used to work for a greetings card printing company. So they printed the greeting cards and then shipped them to various suppliers like Hallmark and stuff like that. And so we would have had lorry drivers coming in and out all day, every day. And one of the warehouse people was a female who was the main forklift driver. And I remember this truck driver coming in once and he had like a long handlebar mustache. And I can't remember what the, the courier company was called. It was, it was something really weird as well. And when this lady come out in the forklift ready to load, load up the truck, he was straight away, she's not loading that truck, is she? She best not damage my truck instantly because she was female. He was automatically assuming she was a bad driver. And it was like, oh my God, this is so frustrating. And she overheard him and she said, well, I'm not gonna load this truck then, simple as. And she sat there in it and, it, and she made him wait 30 minutes before he apologized. And she refused to get out of the forklift as well. So there was a manager who was trying to like insist that she carry on doing it, much to everyone else's disgust. We were quite happily watching her make this guy sweat as much as possible. And he was sweating because he had to phone his boss saying, you know, he's being held behind and you, you could hear that he was getting grief from the other end. So it was, it was great. And I just remember seeing her face, her arms were folded and she was like, so sort of like, nope, not moving. <laughs> but I just don't understand the mentality. Where does that come from? Where you think that, you know, because... 
someone's a certain gender, they can't do a certain job. It's absolutely ridiculous. But W Nightshade says, he can't fix his car. How the hell can he determine who can? Don't pay an expert and try to second guess them. McKenna Goddess says, fellow mechanic here, I can list three times just off the top of my head when my bosses didn't stick up for me. That place sounds like a dream. After 12 years, a manager's license and more than a dozen different shops under my belt, I'm just fed up with this profession. That's incredibly sad, isn't it? And Koyo World says, in all of my 65 years on this earth, I've never understood this kind of stupidity. This whole crap idea that any job is gender related has held the word back for centuries. I don't care who works on something as long as they fix it. Then gender, race, religion, color are all unimportant for getting the job done. I'm so tired of stupid, bigoted people. Car Queen says, same here. Even my dad doesn't want me touching his car. I still tell him my opinion on XYZ problem, but he prefers to pay $80 an hour to have the same diagnosis given by a shit shack garage that double seals on oil changes, forgot to put oil back in the car and didn't tighten the nuts on wheels once the car was on the ground. He still doesn't like my advice. He can go fuck himself. <laughs> Too true. Now, what do you guys make of this one? Have you ever been in a similar position? I'm, I'm sure someone in our community has. Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to the next story. And our next story comes from Moby323. Sure, I'd be happy to give you a five-star Amazon review in exchange for a gift card. You all know those Amazon vendors that are offering gift cards and free items in exchange for five-star reviews. What I do is accept offer, write the review, get my gift card, edit the review to one star and explain the situation. I started getting items in the mail like headphones or whatever with a note that offers free stuff and $10 gift cards in exchange for writing a five-star review on Amazon. I'm a fairly big reviewer. Over the years, I've written more than 2,000 legit reviews. To me, reviews are the most useful aspect of Amazon and nothing pisses me off more than fake reviews to promote a shitty product. So I said, fuck it. I started writing the review, emailing the scammer with a link to my review, get my $10 gift card, then edit the review to explicitly explain how the scammer is trying to rig the system. There's absolutely nothing to prevent you from doing this. Not only do you waste their time and money, but your review can help raise awareness of this bullshit. And whilst I think that is absolutely awesome of you to do, I just want to read out this comment first before anyone does it. So it's from OKPlastic5822 who says, Amazon will ban you from writing reviews for accepting the gifts in exchange for the reviews. They did this to me several years ago, even though I never actually did it. It was just the explanation that they offered me. I had thousands of legitimate reviews. So I just wanted to read that out before we go any further. Status percentage says malicious compliance and exposing the scammers all in one. Keep up the good work. And Mishika says, I really wish Amazon would let us report this practice, get a couple dozen complaints and nuke all three plus star reviews. It'll end this in very short order. And yes, I've seen this multiple times when I've received products through the email. One of these, this keyboard that I got in front of me is a wireless keyboard. Absolutely shit, I'm never buying it again. And they sent me like a bag of sweets through there as well and saying, oh, we're offering you uh, a gift card in exchange for, for you know, a good review. I, I didn't accept the gift card in the end, but I did give them a bad review because this keyboard is absolute pants. But, and I got another one turned up tomorrow, by the way. <laughs> but a quick little story there and we move on to another one. Super quick. And our next story comes from TDD Bips. Strict professor wants me to prove that I'm trying to improve my grades. I'll give her just that. 
When I was a freshman in college, I had a maths teacher who was very strict about how she taught and how she expected us to learn. For example, she would force students to take notes and if they didn't, she would make them leave. During our midterm exam, someone asked how much time was left and she said five minutes. At this point, I was only about halfway done with the test, so I rushed and finished it barely in time. Me and most other students delivered the test and left the room. When I checked my phone, I realized there was another 20 minutes left. The students who hadn't finished in time told me that after we left. She realized that she read the clock wrong and gave them another 20 minutes that me and the others didn't have. I've always been pretty good at math, but obviously after rushing half the test, I didn't get a good grade. The part I didn't rush was perfect though. The next class after showing us our results, she said that we needed to develop a strategy to improve our grades. She said that if we created a plan, stuck to it and provided evidence of us doing it, she would give us some extra credit. What she expected us to do was say something like, I'll practice every week and submit pictures of us doing it as evidence or something like that. Now, while I didn't blame her for reading the clock wrong, I did blame the fact that I thought I only had five minutes left for not doing well on that test. I was confident that I could have gotten a perfect grade on it if I had the extra 20 minutes. And so what I said I would do is bring a watch to the next exam. Was it an arrogant thing to say? Yes, but I also thought it was stupid to follow along with her plan to micromanage our studies. She got mad at me and said if I didn't do anything else, I would fail the final for sure but I assured her that the watch was enough for me to do better. A few months later, on the day of the final, I submitted a picture of a watch on my wrist as evidence for sticking with my strategy. I got a perfect grade on the final. Since my strategy for improving my grades worked, she had to give me extra credit, not before arguing that I didn't deserve it, of course. Now, I'm not clued up on this sort of stuff, but wasn't, couldn't she just ask you guys, the guys that could have had the extra time to go in and redo those parts of the test or have a look for an extra 20 minutes over the test? Couldn't they just offer something like that? Maybe I'm totally wrong, but I don't blame you for what you did at all. It wasn't your fault, and I, I quite like that you rubbed it in as well. Petty me is grinning over here right now. <laughs> but Texas Yankee says, in every classroom I've ever been in, there was a clock on the wall that all could see, so teachers could be could begin and end classes on time. Is that not a thing anymore? MJ Chambers says, I always show the university-wide official clock on the projector so the students are always on the same page. Money Mammoth says, good you did that. Everybody who didn't get that extra 20 minutes should have done the same. You are good. Would have been talking right to the department chair. Open Mind Grows says, what an entitled teacher. Couldn't admit a mistake and give you the extra time to finish the exam. Instead, wants to gaslight you into thinking you needed to take additional study efforts because of grading that was directly affected by her mismanagement. She was too proud to take responsibility. Now, Levi Jace North says, I'm sorry about this. It worked for you because you are a talented and determined student, but that's not how it should work. There is no place for a teacher's ego in the classroom. Now, what do you guys make of this one? And we'll move on to another story. And our next story comes from Fangor. I'm giving you useless information. Okay, enjoy your green hair. <laughs> I used to sell pool and hot tub chemicals. A part of the job is testing customers' pool slash hot tub water to see what chemicals they needed. If you don't take care of your pool or check it often, you need a lot of chemicals to fix the mess you've made, particularly if you use chlorine pucks. They generally have a low pH level that it burns away at your heater coil and causes you to have copper in your water. Well, a couple of years ago, a customer came up to me to test their pool water. It was a complete mess and it had a bunch of copper in it. 
This isn't the exact conversation because it was a while ago, but this was the main point. I said, yeah, the main issue is your pH is too low, is making your chlorine less effective, and you have copper in your water. To which the customer said, yeah, just get me the stuff I need to fix it. I go and grab all the chemicals he needs and put it on the counter. To which the customer says, how much is all this going to cost? I said around $250. Customer says, I'm not paying that much. Is all of this really necessary? I said, yes, you won't be able to hold chlorine and you need to get the copper out. If you oxidize copper with a shock, it's going to strain parts of your pool and can even tint your hair green. If you have recently dyed blonde hair. Customer says, my daughter is having a pool party next weekend and I just want the pool to have chlorine for then. I said, yes, and you need all of this to make sure you're good to go. Customer says, can you just put everything away and only give me the chlorine? I say, fine. I'm not going to argue. I don't work on commission. (laughs) Fast forward a couple of days and the customer's wife comes in. It was subtle, but you could tell her hair had a funny tint to it. She asked for all the chemicals that I recommended to her husband and she paid with zero hesitation. The husband never came in ever again and his wife took care of the pool from that moment forward. The next time the wife came in, it looked like her hair had been dyed the original blonde color she used to have. (laughs) And Nico Lauda replies to that one saying, I used to work for a major green apron hardware and gardening chain in Australia. And we sell chlorine, shocker and pool salt, usually only one or two brands and basically no other pool supplies. There were no speciality pool experts in my store, just those of us who had pools and knew a bit about them. The amount of people who went to a speciality local pool shop that offered free water testing and would then give them itemized breakdown of exactly what that person's pool needed, which that mum and dad's shop could help them with. And then that person would take that very clear and specialized list and bring it to us to try and save a few bucks and get pissed for not being able to help them with a specific amount or more specialized brands. Greery says, I work at a large swim center occasionally. People really don't understand chemical levels. Yes, the spa is closed because the pH is wrong. No, we can't just dump more chemicals in. If we do a dump, the auto sensors will pitch a fit. We can do a water pump, but that will take hours to get back up to temp. Yes, we know what we are doing. Please person who has just ignored all the barricades and gone in. Either you go take an emergency shower or I will hose you down for your own safety. Now, I'm not sure if I'm making this up or I heard a story and I'm talking years ago where people like put too much chlorine in their home pools and it like gassed the whole neighborhood. Did that actually happen? You have to let me know on that one. (laughs) But like OP said, if that story that I just did mention was true, like those chemicals are no joke and it can be really dangerous sometimes. Ranji says, my boyfriend is a pool cleaner and some of his clients are something else. They lie about the state of their pool, saying it's fairly clean and when he gets there, the pool is green with dead animals in it. (laughs) And Juhiki says, big PSA for any new pool lovers. Your hair doesn't have to be dyed blonde to turn green. As a former competitive swimmer who had a backyard pool, I can attest to this happening with natural blonde hair as well. My ninth summer on this planet ended in me starting fifth grade with green hair thanks to a summer spent training in my pool. Thanks, Dad. (laughs) So what do you guys make of today's malicious compliance stories? What are your thoughts on it? Let me know in the comments below if you have a moment of your time and please consider hitting that like button as well. If you did enjoy it, it lets me know that you did and I can make more of them. (laughs) A huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for being involved today and I will see you in the next one. Take care, guys. Much love. I got food up in the fridge Y'all keep looking for that new wave 
I think I like it how it is. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 